do your best pig expression. <laughs> you suck. Hold on, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> you really suck. It's more like. <laughs> <laughs> taking in like life lessons from tiktok (laughs) same i have learned so much on tiktok well one thing that i learned this week is something called ikigai if you guys don't know what it is i don't really know what it is either (laughs) but the diagram was interesting it's basically like a japanese philosophy for how to live like a happy life Yes, it literally just says how to be happy forever. The other one is Ayurveda and it's as Ikigai goes with Japanese culture, I would say. Uh-huh. Ayurveda goes with Indian culture. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard of that actually. Well, welcome back. Flip it, flip it. Kogi To another episode of Purgogi Pod. I'm Hannah. I'm Julie. Thanks for joining us this week. (laughs) This week's episode is hopefully by the end of it. I think it's going to be one of my favorites. That's setting up a lot of pressure, dude. (laughs) Just the topic is wowza, you know? It's wowza. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so much. It's going to be as if you guys went to college with us. Especially for those freshmen who can't go to college. That's it's really sad. Yeah, you guys can just vicariously live through our college stories. Yes, yes. But before we get into it, how was your week? My week was very good, actually. Super duper productive. Feel like I got a lot done. In terms of getting a lot done, I always have like a very bad habit of avoiding situations and like not texting people back if I think Mm. like it's gonna take me too much energy to to respond. Because I don't like just like texting like eh, like here and there like on the side. And so throw back to our online dating episode. Yes. Remember the guy that I said like was super duper nice like from the south uh-huh. and we like FaceTimed. So a part of the story that I didn't tell was that I'm so fucking awkward. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I already struggle with hanging up. Especially like on FaceTime, right? That's why I try to schedule FaceTimes for like 8.30. And so by 10 o'clock, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. Goodbye, right? But this FaceTime was like in the evening, like plenty of time. And so we're getting to the end of our call and I basically go, oh, like, what do you like? What do you have planned over the weekend? He told me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Have a good one. (laughs) And I hung up. It's now an inside show. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I decided that I'm in no place emotionally to be dating. And so Mm. I actually texted him and was like, hey, like, I'm not trying to date right now. And I was like Mm. doing a lot of reflecting. And so I texted him and he was like completely chill with it. He was like, oh, yeah, totally understand. And so cut that off. I just feel like that was good. Like I'm actually getting (laughs) shit done. For me, today marks the fourth month of quarantine. Wow, that is insane. I know, four months. When you put it in like months, oh, I, actually, no, it's not any better if you're like, oh, it's been 16 weeks. <laughs> 
And the only reason, too, I realized that was because I was trying to show Hannah a, a photo mm. because, you know, we, we both have hoarding problems and I have a photo hoarding problem. And I realized I have so many photos from quarantine. You like, do? I take pictures of random. I screenshot random things. Mm. I like to take pictures of every single freaking moment of my life i don't know why i can't let go and then you know i also pay for google drive and so i put it on there as well but it's like well what if i need like an embarrassing photo of hannah like in the moment oh my gosh you know yeah i'm weirdly attached to that maybe that's why i don't have space for a boyfriend because i'm attached to this other stuff I'm emotionally attached to all these other things. To the photos. <laughs> to the photos. To just, yeah, photos of food. Anyways, yeah. So congratulations to me that today marks my fourth month anniversary with quarantine. <laughs> and absolutely nothing exciting happened for me this past week. <laughs> but I thought that you were like pretty good at keeping yourself entertained, no? Dude, I don't even know. It's kind of crazy. I feel like the days go by so quickly. But I guess one exciting thing, I purchased a standalone punching bag oh my gosh yes. rep and box union always yes but anyway so i'm excited for that bag to come Aww. and so that my i don't know six months of me- gym membership investments don't go completely to waste because mm-hmm. i feel like everything i lost i gained back in quarantine but i know i'm not alone oh yeah dude. so yeah you're not alone at all <laughs> Alrighty then we're gonna go in to the episode college 101 and it hasn't been to be honest with you guys you know it hasn't been that long since both of us you know graduated uh, so where to even begin i went to syracuse university and i went to usc why did you choose usc So I have a very interesting like college background because when I was a junior in school, I had heard about this program called RHP, which is the Resident Honors Program, which basically allows you to go straight from junior year into college. So I'm a high school dropout technically. Yes. Um, I applied, I got into the school and I feel like by the time I got in, it was like the decision had already been made for me because... Mm -hmm. Number one, I slacked off very hard, like very hard. And then I was just like really, really burnt out from uh-huh. high school. Like I was literally over it. I was like, okay, I'm ready. So mm-hmm. decided to go to USC. And one of the like big deciding factors actually was I went to like this open house thingy. And I remember talking to this like one Korean American girl. And she just seemed like she like had her shit together. Like she mm-hmm. was like, USC was like the best decision I have ever made. And then like I left that night just like feeling like motivated. Like, oh my gosh, that could be my future and i remember like going onto linkedin and like stalking her right uh-huh. didn't realize that they can like see every single time you search oh. <laughs> and no like yeah. I, this is not an exaggeration for w- a month straight <laughs> i went to her profile every day oh my god that's why you gotta use that incognito mode you bro know? yeah wow. i probably really scared her <laughs> So after going to that, I was like, USC is right. Like both my parents went there. uh, Mm. My uncle went there. So I was like, let's just continue on like Trojan fam, you know, like legacy. (laughs) Was it your post? It was like your mom's post. Your mom was like, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) 
I think it was one of your guys' like game day photos or something like that. Yeah. No, it's really embarrassing that we just like all went to the same school. I'm like, we couldn't have diversified. I think that's so, I think that's amazing. But on the flip side, I guess, USC was the one school that I cried Uh from getting rejected from. Uh Like literally I was, I think I cried so much. That was the only school because for me, it was always USC or a school on the East Coast. Really? Yeah. And I don't really know why. Like, I think this goes back to being brainwashed. Like, Mm. growing up, a lot of my mom's, like, mentors, she has a lot of, like, older friends. They were like, oh, Julie belongs in New York. Like, Julie, you need to give, like, the East Coast a chance. Like, I feel like she would fit in very well with that environment. And so I applied to a lot of, like, East Coast schools. Oh, uh Mm -hmm. uh uh-huh. It dwindled down to... Boston University or Syracuse and I'm sure Boston's academically a little bit more ranked higher Uh, uh I think for me though the three biggest things that was like a deal breaker school-wise was number one it had to be private oh yeah because at that point when I was talking to older friends and like peers and advisors they told me that public schools you know it's difficult to have a interpersonal relationship with like professors and advisors counselors because they're managing so many more students right right so i wanted to go to a private school for sure and the campus size was very important to me oh okay. that's where like bu got a lot of points like knocked off because it's pretty small like boston's pretty small well but it's not like i'm sure they have a main campus but it's not like one main campus Oh, it's like broken up yeah it's broken up into oh. i'm pretty sure and then the third one was D1 sports. Julie (laughs) loves her sports. But it's weird because I can't really say I'm a fan. Like, I'm not a fanatic. But yeah, definitely D1 sports because, you know me, middle school and high school, my superlative was most school spirited. (laughs) Oh, honestly, I think that sports make a huge difference. Like, the culture just, like, it brings you all together. Like, going to games. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I 100% agree. Like, game days just feel a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. But, yep, so those are my three big things and I knew absolutely I knew one person so for me it was kind of like a college is actually going to be a new chapter of my life flew 3,000 miles and that's where I started college wow (laughs) that's crazy honestly to like go off when you're 17 across the country not knowing anybody like that's nerve-wracking yeah and my mom my mom told me the fun of college was to buy things one at a time so the front desk person must have hated me because i literally had a package every single day Uh uh-huh so did i though what else am i doing in my classes just online shopping you know just split screen yeah that's that's what you pay all the money for yeah yeah yeah. my lowest point was when i split screen between netflix shopping and then the notes okay i never did that i probably texted the most in class though like had full-on engaging conversations oh yeah yeah and then i mean like speaking about classes like how did you like did you major in something was syracuse a school where you like choose your major prior to applying dude (laughs) when i first signed on to my portal uh-huh. For me, they so based on the major you applied for on like the apps, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of automatically enrolled in certain classes. And then during the enrollment period, which was like a week before like school actually began, you could switch it up. Oh, uh-huh. like the availability for you to change classes wasn't like open during the entire summer. Oh, yeah. It's like locked and then they open it up again. And I just remember looking at that and I was enrolled in like, astronomy and ocean life 
and I was like, like, what the fuck is this? Like, it, it, wait, it, it wasn't Ocean World. <laughs> Ocean Life, Ocean Life, <laughs> and I was so confused. And I went in as a arts and science major,、mm-hmm. an anthropology major. Wait, so you switched? Or well, it, it was, was it was in the arts and sciences school. Oh, I don't oh, think、oh. there's a major arts and science. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is there an arts and science major? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so I was in the arts and sciences school,、uh-huh. um, majoring in anthropology. Why did you choose that? <laughs> So for me, I think it's crazy that they make you choose a major before you go to college, which I guess is why people then choose undeclared. But even that, like, I feel like there was kind of a stigma on that as well. Were I, you undeclared? I actually went in undeclared, and I felt that I felt that whenever I would、uh-huh. like have to, you know, be like、yeah. name major fun fact, I always felt so like insecure, being like, oh, I don't know what I want to do yet. Like、mm-hmm. everyone, like I feel like kind of looks down on you. Like, why don't you know? Like,、oh. why aren't you in a in a school and like in a major? And I'm like, because、oh, I don't know. <laughs> but if but if you're undeclared, you're not even placed in a school. You're in the like you're in like the default school, which is like Dornzife. Oh yes, yes, yes,、yeah. the arts and sciences school.、Oh, it's arts and sciences. <laughs> Is the default? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, I initially chose that because I was interested in like, oh, why do why are like Koreans more susceptible to like this disease because of their location and、oh, like the country and what where, what they, what they're surrounded by? Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah. So then, freshman year, I took a cultural anthropology, and I was like, nope, this is absolutely not for me. So you you went in as I went in undeclared. But that was like for orientation, where I was like,、oh, uh-huh. I don't know what's happening. And actually, at my orientation, I met somebody who was in this program called BCA, which is like business with an emphasis in cinematic arts. So it was a joint、mm-hmm. program between Marshall and the School of Cinematic Arts.、Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, like that sounds kind of interesting because I was undecided between the business school and going like pre med. And so, like, those are two very different things. But、yeah. when I had heard about this program during orientation, I was like, I want to do that. It was like an exclusive program; only like thirty kids get admitted every year. Wow! And so, literally that night, went home and I just like applied and I got in. I, well, every time I would come home, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna pursue this. At、yeah. one point, I was pre med. At one point, I was like, I'm gonna go into accounting. Like, I was so for the business school, also. Right. Because all my friends were in the business school, and all they would talk about was the big four. And then I just, I just got real with myself. I was like, Julie, is this really you? You don't even really like math, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I intertransferred, and I graduated with a human development, family sciences major. And it's like integrating the human development and just your family dynamic with your lifestyle. Oh, dude, that's that's super cool. That's like very、yeah. applicable. Yeah, like to like actual life. Exactly. So then I would come home and I'd be like, Oh, I know why my mom and my sister are fighting. Oh, I know why my dad and my、oh, sister don't get along. Like I would analyze. You're、it. psychoanalyzing、yeah. people. Oh, okay, okay. That's why we get along. Yeah. Because I mean, I. Maybe you could teach me a, a you know something something because I think I do it just with no backing.、Mm, yes. Why did you decide to pursue that major? Okay, like wouldn't you say you going into BCA was heavily influenced by the way you grew up here in LA? 
Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Exactly. So for me, I went into this major. Yeah, I originally went into it because what I wanted to do was do research for for companies whose product was for children and families. So like Disney and Nickelodeon. I wanted to do the research and development. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The reason why I went the BCA route versus pre-med was like, I was watching like the MTV Music Awards or something. Mm -hmm. And there was one part where there were kids from the other high school who got to go to the award show. And then while Justin Bieber was up on the podium, they go, Justin, we love you. And he goes, I love you too. And I saw that and I was like, okay, I want that for my kids. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys, for my Spotify, like Decade Rewind, Justin Bieber was my number one artist. Oh, Hannah was the first believer in our group of friends for sure. When I saw them on that TV screen, I was like, that may not be me, but that's going to be my kids. (laughs) So it was for very, very like shallow reasons. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, me too. Like, right. I had a split semester of pursuing pre-med and I know how to, how to even say this. Like, I'm sure you and I both could have achieved it if we really went in for it. Oh, yeah. Like it would have taken you and me three, four times as much effort yes. and focus and dedication than to those where I don't know, chemistry and all those random shit like comes naturally. Yeah. No. Right? Yeah. Oh, no. It's in the strength finders thing that we were talking about when we were when I was reading the book. It was like, yeah, like I know that's not where my talent is. And I just didn't want to waste my time in that. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Other things come a lot more naturally to me than memorizing different oxygen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there were like 10 pre-med kids I knew. Only one of them graduated pre-med. Really? Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, I'm going to go to PT school. PA. PA. OT. OT. Exactly. No hate, no hate. Yeah, no hate. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, Also, shout out to like Dr. Pio. Yes. (laughs) I know. I... Not Dr. Yet, but almost Dr. Pio. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm a very proud friend. I'm always like, oh, I know somebody that's a student at the UCLA Medical School. Ah! <laughs> but okay, but what about, what about you with your major? If there's something you could apply to it now or something you learned, is there one? Yes, I can sum it up in one word. Bullshit. Oh my God. <laughs> but bullshit in a good way, because I think that as a business major, you learn that a lot of times you got to just make the people connection first and like almost like bullshit your way through things because I think that when it comes down to it, it's about like creating and maintaining the relationships that you make rather than anything else. Of course, like there needs to be follow through and all of that. But in order to like get the job, get clients, like you really do need to just build a relationship first. Okay, so I'm thinking like bullshit, but bullshit like in an adapt like we talked about last week right adaptability type of yes, bullshit yes yes like, like you really need to be like resourceful like just bullshit your way through it yeah go with the flow for me it's, it's interesting because my major actually has absolutely nothing to do with hr it sounds like it does exactly but when i tell people my major was human development family sciences they're like oh is that like hr and one of the courses i took was work and family in the 21st century mm-hmm. that was hands down my favorite class that was one of those types of classes where I was excited to do the homework and write essays for it because the assignments were just so interesting what? And, and that's also how I knew 
like this was the major for me because all freshman year in those big discussions or in lectures I didn't raise my hand once but then once I was in HDFS professor would ask a question I'd raise my hand oh my gosh you participated in college because that's when I realized like I need to make more use out of this money basically dang yeah not that I own the professors but you know what I mean like my tuition is paying them is paying them so So, i need to suck out as many resources as i can from them through that class i learned that you know situations arise and just due to family circumstances like it impacts the work and your work impacts family which i think has helped me to understand the hr role pretty well yeah just you know not being so black and white and having all these policies that we have in place like seeing it that it impacts employees all the employees in a different way oh yeah so it kind of like offers you a little bit of perspective on like what's what could be going on at home and like how it's affecting work so just being adaptable like yours but i would say mostly i learned perspective so aside from you know why we chose our schools and why we chose our majors and you can't go talking about college without talking about your roommate oh my god they were roommates and And they they were roommates Uh, but how did you find your roommate we did that classic facebook group like let's let's talk to each other let's write short descriptions of ourselves and my roommate was actually in rhp so we had like started messaging each other and i could tell like it was leading up to like the Mm -hmm. roommate question you know we just like talked and like she was super nice like almost too nice like kind mm. of like naive like we're both like 17 and like juniors and so it was definitely an experience because <laughs> <Finding> your roommate <laughs> sure well like okay uh, i guess it wasn't that <laughs> it wasn't that exciting guys i went random oh yeah i just feel like also when you talk and find the roommates mm-hmm. you know how you guys like say oh i'm like this and Oh, I'm like that. It's the same. It's basically online dating. It really is. So then you hyper-personalize like we talked about. Oh, you're so right. And I guess I just didn't want, like somebody can say, oh, I'm a very neat, clean person. And then maybe they're not. Interestingly, I can't say I've ever fought with my roommate. Mm-hmm. But have you ever been sexiled? No, my roommate was very involved in her Christian sorority. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I'm assuming you have. Dude, okay. So I remember I got really, and I'm not a passive person, but it's kind of an awkward thing to talk about. So I was very passive about it, right? And she knew I was upset. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be like that strict and mean roommate so i want to give her what she wants but so uncool yeah but it would happen kind of frequently and then dude (laughs) i've won it too many times been in the room when it happened oh my (laughs) gosh no yeah yeah what a great time and um another time i let her have the room and she was like okay like just for an hour an hour passed and i was like can i come in so i'm so sorry like another hour i was like okay and it got pushed for like three four hours and i was actually neighbors with the ra and so i was just like outside my room crying and he was like oh my god like are you okay so i went in and he tried to cheer me up by telling me about his visit to korea to the penis museum and so I just remember like I was in his room for a little while and then I went in just like pissed off. But it was an experience. This this was an experience. That was an experience. Yeah, this yeah. was an experience. Yeah. 
so it happens it happens but i have to say my roommate and i were just very good roommates i would say like we're friends but we had different friend groups she could tell me about all her friend drama to me be kind of the good listener for her right and i would do the same yeah because we were just good roommates oh that's nice because it's like you don't always have that third person perspective right did you ever go to a party with your roommate i did but i don't think it was my first one and it didn't happen often my first party i was a little too unwell (laughs) i went a little too ham basically did you guys ever call like the freshman like did the freshmen have a name when they would go out no because the freshmen would never go out alone because they go in groups because they don't really know what's happening so we would call them the herd oh and if you were either driving past them or like typically yeah driving past them you would you would just yell moo <laughs> are you serious it, it would, you can tell like literally you can tell that that they're freshmen is this what it's like going to school in the middle of nowhere <laughs> i guess so did you have cow cows near you no we just had a lot of um cemeteries oh. <laughs> okay never um, mind but my first party, I was so unwell, I started throwing up. No. And I started freaking out because then the party was busted and there were police officers. But I was continuously throwing up. Okay, so I lived on a, a place called The Mount. Okay. I think it's 93 flights of stairs. And this was like all freshmen. There yeah. were two dorms up on The Mount. So nobody wanted to go up there. Oh, gosh. And at the party, this one random girl and this one random boy... They were like, I think sophomores walked me home on my first, like, this is my first party. This is what? what, this is what I remember as my first party. Yeah. They walked me all the way home, made sure I got to my room, even called, like, continuously called my neighbor, yeah. Ethan, to make sure I was, like, safe. And Faith and humanity restored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, that is so nice. Yeah. That was, that's, that's what I remember. I have, like, no recollection of my first party. But actually, my first time drinking was in college. And so basically, like, I had made friends on my floor. And one of the guys, he was honestly, like, hella bougie. Mm. And so he was like, I'm not living in no freshman dorm. And so he had an apartment off campus. One time, he was like, oh, like, do you want a drink? And I was so nervous, dude. So he gave me, like, a limerita. And I, like, started sipping on it. And I was like, oh my gosh like this isn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be right mm-hmm. and so i just started sipping it more right because <laughs> i'm like oh it's really not that bad and didn't realize how strong those were but at one point like we left his apartment and i think when we came back was when i like threw up in the hallway uh-huh. of his apartment <gasps> complex like on the carpet right uh-huh. so every single day for like three months i had a reminder of my first drinking experience yes <laughs> yeah did you ever come across those people who you can kind of tell they didn't drink in high school but they went like 180 maybe even three three no 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 who went 540 540 degrees different oh my gosh what <laughs> i couldn't do the math 540 degrees different from high school oh god have you met anyone like that yeah i definitely have honestly they were the ones that would get the most messed up just like you could tell they were sheltered like it was some bubble that they were living in before like strict parents and all of that so yeah yeah, honestly like my parents like weren't that strict but i like did not go out in high school and then like even in college like i didn't go to that many parties i just like wasn't all that interested and i think it's because like i didn't really understand 
understand how to like have a good time without drinking because like drinking was so like so mm. much a part of the culture yeah but i mean like syracuse like it's one of the biggest party schools right oh yeah like mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. you go out a lot <laughs> yeah my poor liver <laughs> like you guys i'm a freshman in syracuse so like mimosas weren't really a thing but when i would visit the city i would be reluctant because orange juice like really traumatized me oh because at one point i would literally just be projectile vomiting just like liquid i think i learned my lesson but i do think having so much freedom did impact like how much i went out and stuff and with that you gotta have a hefty meal to make up for the damages that were done so i literally surpassed the norm and gained 22 pounds freshman year you know i'm i'm an overachiever (laughs) i you know at 15 that wasn't enough for me clearly 22 pounds i don't know what exact number i gained but it was definitely over 15 yeah i did not take care of my body at all me too i think another thing that like is notorious at like our schools particularly is football games yes like honestly i never really like used to be a football person it was always like i'm gonna root for the team that my dad roots for but once i got to usc yo i got really into it because like when your school is like kind of good and like you wake up to tailgates like to the fight song it was honestly like one of the highlights because once you like actually know what's going on you're Mm -hmm. like participating in all the traditions it was honestly like a great experience but i mean there was one time when didn't make it out just Mm. did not make it to the football game because we decided to like go on the row so Uh it's like frat row and i remember like taking like two or three shots all in a row it was like a 95 degree day i would say Uh hadn't drinking water all day so i was super dehydrated Uh and then remember how i said that weird thing happens where everything goes white yes yes this was the first time that it had happened Uh so that was really scary and then i eventually found my friends threw up and then decided to take a nap on her couch and then the game was over yes (laughs) what did you win i don't remember lovely yes yeah yeah i think something i think about honestly way too much is i just really imagine what like college would have been like if if i didn't attend any tailgates yeah like everybody's just going ham on group me like meet at the pickle meet at red house like east adams which were like known houses party houses or like a section of a street where all of us would just literally everyone would gather and like greek life it would be like a four or a six way and all these people in those sororities and frats would like party together on that street i think it was like a complete 180 difference from my high school because my high school football team sucked like you think yours sucked mine sucked no it didn't yes it did you guys definitely did better than we did i 100% i 100% (laughs) i 100% guarantee you that Y'all did no better. money back. Yeah. <laughs> no quarterback. <laughs> no running back. <laughs> okay, we both sucked. So, yeah, it was definitely like a complete change. And then I noticed when we were like in college that there was a point where like it hit me when I was like, oh, this ain't high school no more. Mm. Because one of the upperclassmen that I knew, he was like, so has it hit you yet? And I was like, what? He's like, has it hit you yet? And I'm like, what are you like? What are you talking about? He goes, has it hit you that like you're not 
the smartest one in the room anymore and i was like Mm. oh so it's a thing oh yeah when you realize for me it was like every single person i met because i was you know asb president Mm-hmm. For my high school, you know, they were like, so were you like in high school? Oh, like I was like the president. Oh my God, me too. And I think another thing, my freshman year friends thought I was so weird because they would all complain about there being a potential blizzard and whatever. But I literally felt like I was living in a snow globe. Whoa. Like I, I loved it so much. I can imagine you like yeah. looking out your window and being like, yeah. like singing songs. Dude, <laughs> I like, I mean, I had everything covered literally for my, except for my eyes. Uh-huh. I would just be smiling walking because it made me so happy. And something else I've done in Syracuse that I've never done here uh-huh. is go apple picking. Dude, hands down. It was, okay. Imagine the apple and it was purple because okay. it was so cold. And I remember leaving it on my table when I came back from the orchard. Um, I went to take a shower. I came back and it was the brightest, prettiest red apple I've ever seen. It was the best apple I've ever had in my entire life. What? Equivalent to the orange I had at Lock and Key. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was the best apple ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like, you know, you can't do that stuff here. You can. No, you can't. It's different. You can go apple picking. No, you can't. You can, but it's different. I was in. It's not going to be purple. Di- yeah. <laughs> I was in a head wrap, you know, and it's just like apples with that. You know, that warm... I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You see, you're never gonna know unless you go in the East Coast. Oh, my God. Uh, apple picking. And then I was tricked into going vegetable picking. What do you mean you were <laughs> tricked into going? It was, like, through church. And I went with Ethan, my friend Ethan and Dijong, and my friend Joanna. Mm-hmm. And I thought the entire church was gonna go. So, like, all the upperclassmen. And I thought it was gonna be, like, a fellowship opportunity. Okay. Well, it ended up just being us four with, like, a bunch of random people. Like, random people, like, people who had to be there organizing the event, I think. And it was so freaking cold. How many degrees are we talking? Like, it was literally 10 degrees. Somewhere between 10 and 20. Even when I go skiing, it's, like, 20, 30. Oh, the lowest I've lived in in Syracuse was negative 37. I think it was 37. I just got frostbite. It it might be negative 27. I feel like 37 is, like, really really cold. I think negative 27 jeez yeah yeah i don't know there were just there were just so many first time experiences mm-hmm. right so the apple picking vegetable, vegetable picking, picking. <laughs> living in a snow globe was it like the best tomato you've ever had so you know i hate cooking right <laughs> yeah. i don't you guys i don't cook like cooking like you i don't do, do not. it yeah i don't do it and i remember taking home a squash uh-huh. but i didn't do nothing with it <laughs> Oh. I didn't get to taste it, but I took a lot of pictures okay, with it. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Yes. To the point where one of my friends, like I was posting this all on Instagram and he was like, dude, where are you? <laughs> I thought you left California to go to college, not, not, to, not to live on a farm. farm? <laughs> so yeah, so all that. But I also got to see Nick Jonas for a dollar. So Syracuse, we hold like the New York State Fair. And truthfully, it was a culture shock because like the area that, you know, Hannah, you and I live in, we're very suburban. Yeah, I would say it's like a very classic middle class. Well, I mean, I've seen it in movies before, but I've never seen men with really scruffy goatees and beards 
in just wife beaters and oh baggy gosh. jeans basically like trailer park people vibes i it was it was a shock but at least i saw nick jonas for a dollar so oh dang i wouldn't say i really experienced too much of a culture shock i mean it's, mm. it's 45 yeah. minutes from my house like <laughs> yeah. i had been to usc plenty of times yeah but i will say like there was one time when i did use the metro with some of my friends <laughs> but at one point my friend jumped off of the metro thinking that it was our stop <laughs> do you and your friends <laughs> jumping off the metros uh-huh. and my other friend had stayed on the metro with me because he knew that it wasn't if, the I, stop? if I were alone uh-huh. I wasn't gonna survive uh-huh but if my other uh-huh. friend was alone she was going to survive <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was like one one time I got lost and uh-huh. after that never really ventured off campus except for the other time when I went to go get my eyebrows done and I I got them done and I don't know about you but whenever they ask you like oh is it all right like no matter if it's all right or not I'll say like yeah it's good thank you and I'll yeah. be super nice about it right yeah. but I went I went back to my dorm and I cried because you hated it because like they were so uneven <laughs> and i was big into tumblr right and i went back into my tumblr and there's a literal photo of me staring straight into the camera looking let me see it let me see (laughs) oh my god but i was pissed because they were so uneven i will be brutally honest with you and tell you if it's bad or not my caption is gonna have a breakdown because my eyebrows are shit look at how one two three They're Shut so up. uneven. No, they're not. <laughs> this one's so much shorter than that one. That's what I'm saying. She shaved the middle part so much. It's like it starts like past my eye. <laughs> Maybe your unibrow is getting pretty bad. Dude, yeah. And she went ham. I'm freaking pissed. I literally look at this and like honestly whenever i i pass by that eyebrow place i just i give it a dirty look i gave them a one star like scathing review like literally scathing i was like how you you had one job like and so after that um i never went to another eyebrow lady oh my god oh my gosh are you crying dude Okay, when you first look at the picture, it doesn't look that bad. And then when you really focus on it, it's actually so much shorter. That's <laughs> really bad. It's like one is short and like stubby. stubby. <laughs> and the other one is like skinny and long. And so I was like, bro. In addition to writing that Yelp review, I told everyone Uh on my floor, I was like, never go to this eyebrow place. And so that's actually like how I made friends with this one girl. Like we went and like grabbed coffee and I just talked shit about my eyebrow lady. (laughs) And so so, yeah, that's actually like one of the ways that I made friends. You know, you bond over tragic experiences. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Mine wasn't necessarily a tragic experience, but one of my closest friends from college Mm. so prosper shout out to you because i know he listens to our pod he's a he's a real cookie oh thanks prosper Um, so prosp and i were in the same psychology class and we were also in the same psychology discussion oh and then we get put into the same 
group for whatever group thing we had. And he told me his first impression of me was just this whitewashed Asian girl and like balayaged hair and pigtails, right? Uh-huh. Like total, like just valley girl. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious because my impression of him was the complete opposite. Because, you know, I'm from California, so I've never heard a Queen's accent before. Right. And him and my friend Esther, they they say their words like everybody, somebody. Just little things in the way they spoke. I didn't know it was like a Queen's New York type of accent. So I look at him and I'm like, "Mm, this international student (laughs) ass, like... We actually started talking because we both had come out of Asia and CASA general meetings. Asia was kind of like, it's another like CASA. So CASA is the Korean American Student Association and Asia was Asian students in America. But anyways, we were walking out of that and, you know, like we're both freshmen and he was with another girl and her name was Joanna. Uh Uh-huh. And crazy story. We come out of the meeting we're like, are you hungry? Do you want to eat? So we're on our way walking to the dining hall. Uh-huh. And I tell her where I'm from. And she also, she was from Temecula. And, you know, I just talk about, yeah, I'm from like this area, whatever. SoCal, blah, blah. She goes, okay, like this is kind of weird for me to ask. But like, by chance, do you know Shanae? What the heck? And I was like, like speechless, kind of freaking out. And I'm like, she is one of my closest friends. Like what? Like what? Yeah, and she she didn't even know her like personally. Like she knew people that knew her, and Shanae, when I asked, also knew of her as well. Oh. But you know why she asked me? She said I gave off similar vibes. No way! Like, right? It, it's small world. Right? Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. So that's how we bonded, actually, and and then that's when Prosper told me when we were eating. Oh, like, I thought you were some whitewash, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, really? I thought you were, like, an international student. Oh, my god! And we, we, yeah, we bonded over over dinner. Another way that I made friends was, honestly, like, kind of strange. I basically saw on one of my floor mates, like, doors that they were having a smoothie party. <laughs> right? Oh, and I was like, that's kind of weird. And so I just, like, went into my room. But then at one point... They had their door open and they were blasting music. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll go check out the smoothie party. Uh-huh. So I went over and they were all just like, oh my gosh, like, what do you want in your smoothie? Like, super duper friendly, super duper nice. Wow. And so they were some of the first friends that I actually made. And I remember talking to them. And this is the year that Made in America was going to be in LA. And so they were like, you should just buy a ticket. Like, it's in a week. They were like, you should just go. And I was like, yeah okay like i'll go uh-huh. so we all came up with our outfits like pre-game together and then we went to made in america and it was so fun like literally one of the best experiences of my life and so it was like spontaneous and just like one of those moments that i look back on and i'm like i'm glad i did that like i'm so glad yeah. that like i was like let's check out the smoothie party <laughs> actually like one of the first people that i remember meeting outside of my floor was in one of my classes uh-huh christy we had like a discussion together and it's the first day I, I go sit down and she walks in and she goes is this seat taken and i was like yes <laughs> she was like oh okay and i was like i'm i'm joking like oh, <laughs> like, oh you are one of those i was like i'm playing with you like nah like sit like sit whatever and 
that's how we became friends because I was like a little bit you were mean to her. her. Yes. And actually, she told me recently that she thought that I was a senior from that first interaction because oh, I just, I guess I just commanded the room like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, I guess so then Ethan has to be like my second Asian friend because like my actual first friend was Denise, who is Christy's younger sister. Oh, yes. Who I was introduced to because of Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, Hannah and I were at one of our, like, last summer sleepovers. Like, I'm about to leave literally in a couple of days. And Hannah was just like, oh, I have a friend whose little sister is also going to Syracuse. Yeah. So, I remember I gave you my phone. You found her. Sent her a friend request. And then later on, Denise told me that her sister. Christy. uh, Yes. Accepted it for her. And then her and her dad came in so clutch because. So, my mom we like flew into JFK and we drove to Syracuse but she all of a sudden had another business thing pop up and she had to leave earlier oh uh-huh so then Denise and I had the same check-in date and my mom just dropped me off at the hotel her and her dad were staying at and they bought me breakfast and oh my they they actually helped me move in yeah so she was actually my my very first friend omg yeah and we're like still friends so well those are all the ways that like we both like made friends did you ever like struggle making friends i think freshman year predominantly because i was away from home and i'm so used to being surrounded by you know korean americans or just asian americans and so i think that's where i try to find my comfort because i was away from home unlike you know some of my friends back home i i can't just go home for the weekend when i wanted to so i feel like i try to turn to that asian community however I felt like I was too white for the Asian kids that I was meeting. Oh. Where I attended this one church and they would just like speak Korean to each other casually. Not all the time. It was like Konglish. But like majority Korean or predominantly Korean? Like majority English, but it's like they would still have full-on conversations in Korean. Oh, dang. And when they would see like somebody older, they would full-on speak in Korean using honorifics. So like Unni or Oppa, which means somebody older than you who you don't just call friend Whoa. and you know i mean our friends we use specific words in korean because it's just better describable in korean but i can't say you and i have had a full conversation <laughs> in korean no exactly so it was weird because as much as i try to fit in with like that asian community that i was getting closer to mm-hmm. i always felt like there was like a little bit of like a wall uh yeah but also vice versa right because it's like i mean i felt the opposite way yeah i would say because my school was predominantly white like yeah there are great there are a really good number of asian kids but like usc it's like i felt like very like fish out of water just Mm. being surrounded by all these white kids who like spoke so eloquently and like weren't afraid to speak up in class yeah and there was actually one class where we at the end of the semester we go to australia Uh and when i was in australia i really felt that like cultural difference basically all of the white kids and then all the asian kids just completely split (laughs) honestly that shit hurted Uh uh-huh like just feeling like damn i worked so hard to like break down all these boundaries and i think i got to a point where i was like i'm never really gonna fit in and i honestly don't care like that's just kind of like how the world works and i have to like deal with it it's weird and so i definitely like you know the cultural struggle like it like tends to come up quite a bit i think that is why i attended kcm 
mm-hmm. for the first time kcm is like a christian club on campus that i had heard about from so many people so many and i knew like it was something that i wanted to attend but i couldn't for like the first four weeks because i joined the dance team and like was busy and i went because it's like that was what i was familiar with you know like being surrounded by koreans and i think because i attended it week four or whatever by the time i went i already felt behind like Uh. people had already like established like relationships with like upperclassmen and I remember distinctly like just feeling like holy shit I have to catch up like I missed four weeks Mm. of this I have to go out to everything and so from Mm. that point on I went out to every single event just trying to fit in and you could just tell that like I was like trying to play my cards right and Mm. like trying to stand out because like I hadn't really like found a solid group or anything Mm. and like I could see that this was maybe one of the only places where I could find that group yeah but it didn't happen. It didn't it didn't pan out that way. Honestly, I think that was one thing I was envious of though, like freshman year. Oh. Which is like not having KCM. I feel like when we were in high school, like growing up in the same area, like I knew of KCM. Right. It's just interesting. I, I just wonder sometimes. It's okay. It's better that you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy I didn't also. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because I think being Korean we already like to gossip. Like, oh my god, it's like the, in our blood. Yeah, no, the Korean community is so small. And it's because like we're just like all so competitive. Yeah. And then add on that layer of being Christian. I think that there are a lot of kids who are very misguided in their faith. And that mm-hmm. they don't really see Christianity as like a relationship with God, which it is. But they more see it as a way to like judge people and be like, yeah. oh, you drink? Like, yeah. oh, you smoke? Like, oh, you go to parties? And especially freshman year, that's when everyone is like trying to find themselves, mm-hmm. like trying to go out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if you don't go out, you judge the people who go out. Yeah. So it was, that's why I say like it was a little bit. Yeah. Eh. I mean, without KCM, I've, I went through the same thing because there was a Korean church oh. and I actually too didn't attend the first couple of weeks because I actually didn't plan on attending church mm-hmm. because like, you know, previous damages. So I like didn't want to go to church, but we went on game night actually. And oh, this fun. was like the third week yeah. or something like that. So like some upperclassmen had nicknames for some freshmen already. Bro. Um, and I didn't necessarily have a hard time fitting in. I think it was more, they definitely judged me mm-hmm. and the people I got closer to based on how we dressed. And I would say we came off a little stronger. Like they, they judged a book by its cover. We had eyeliner, bold makeup. It was a thing to have like, you know, matte, like dark, dark. lips. You, oh, you remember that yeah, face? Yeah. It was right before the nude lipstick face. Yes. You guys, freshman year, I wore eyeliner and had some type of lip color every single day you perfected that wing though i did i did but they definitely judged us by the way we looked and you know some of our recreational choices mm-hmm. you know and would treat the other girls that looked like Innocent. they just came out of the madewell magazine oh my gosh like madewell, madewell catalog literally <gasps> you know and that like white blouse jeans with like, that classic like brown brown back exactly. body bag yeah oh my god <laughs> like literally like you know and it was just kind of divided yeah no and 
you know what was the most ironic thing is I would go to KCM and be like, okay, like, you know, like making friends and whatnot. And then a couple nights later, I would go to a CASA party and I would see the same people. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Like, are you serious right now? And so at one point I, I was ranting to my mom. I was like, I'm mm. so like bothered that I'm getting judged in KCM. Wasn't your mom in CASA too? And my mom was yeah. in KCM and CASA. Uh-huh. And so she always told me, she was like, I was involved in both all four years. It's yeah. okay. Like, there are going to be people who judge you and you just kind of have to accept it. But in the end, I don't need to fit in with either group co- completely. Like, yes. there can be a balance. Initially, that's how I felt. But later on, they were actually telling me that they were happy for me because those who had just completely invested in the church didn't really have any other outlets or groups of oh. friends. But I feel like that's what college is kind of, that's what it's about. Right, like, like get out of that bubble. Yeah, there's no problem with being invested in one group organization whatever but i just feel like then you're limiting so many potential opportunities for you to figure out right just what what could have been what could be yeah i mean yeah no it depends on the person but like at least my personality like i always like challenge myself and like put myself in uncomfortable situations so yeah like why not well that's that's funny uncomfortable situations (laughs) oh what's coming what's coming (laughs) so being that both you know usc and syracuse are private schools i would say we we host pretty extensive schools school festivals yeah school parties concerts Mm -hmm. yeah yeah freshman year so we okay so syracuse we have two very big ones juice jam Uh in the fall and then may fest in obviously the spring and i was a very unwell for my freshman year juice jam (laughs) like she was unwell i was unwell like lips were turning purple but that's because q's weather is real whack if you didn't know well yeah so your lips are turning purple you also had a purple (laughs) apple okay so I was really cold because the day started out really sunny and then all of a sudden it was like drop, like literally the the temperature fluctuates by 10, 15 degrees. So you, but you're at this music festival, so you're trying to look cute, but like you're freezing your ass off. So I'm really, really cold. And you guys, I literally just like dive into the mosh pit. Because I'm so cold. I'm like trying to text my floor mates because we all went together and I just kind of had ventured off. (laughs) I'm a runner, right? I'm a runner. Oh my gosh. So then, so I finally find them and thank God we went with like the guys on the floor too. I just remember they're behind me kind of like guarding me. Like oh, my security guards. Oh, okay. You know, tall, six feet men. Just oh, kinda, you know. okay. Um, and I was just bopping it to Big Sean. I was really unwell. Like the aftermath, it took two weeks to recover. <laughs> two weeks? Literally two weeks. I have never been to anything where it takes me more than like one week to recover. Well, you're just like permanent damage. <laughs> like you're hearing loss. Oh my gosh. I was talking to my friend Nathan about hearing loss this week and it's starting to really scare me because randomly i'll get like ringing in my ears hannah (laughs) yeah speaking of just like cool festivals i've seen a lot of people because our concerts committee is like amazing they don't get the biggest artists but they get the artists that are right about to like pop off 
Mm. And so that happened with Post Malone, Jamie XX, Aluna George, Miguel, the internet. And then even like, actually, yeah. Like prior to me getting to USC, they had Childish Gambino. I always wanted Post. I I just always wanted Stoney to come to Q's because he's a townie. He is literally born in Syracuse. And so every time like we'd have, I would always like wish for it to be Post Malone. Yeah, you just got Big Sean. You know what? He's he's actually a great performer. You had like other cool people, right? Yeah. Yeah. For Mayfest, it's literally an all day event. The day part is called Blog Party, where they take an entire park that's in between half of our frat row. Yeah. Um, and it's literally free food, free drinks. You get free like alcohol from the school if you're over 21. Psh, private schools. It's party schools. <laughs> Truly. Party schools. Yeah. And hands down, I literally go just for the free corn dogs. I've brought home like 10 cans of soda. <laughs> just as, as much as your pockets and hands and bags fit. Oh, dude, you gotta you gotta whip out the cargo shorts at that point. And you know, I'm in love with cotton candy, just cotton candy and hamburgers and hot dogs. So that's the day's event. Yeah, my freshman year, it was the chain smokers. I too thought it was before their real big mm. blow up. Mm-hmm. So from the chain smokers, this was the first time they performed Roses. Uh, yeah. So this was kind of like that last song that I really liked of theirs oh definitely but yeah i unfortunately didn't get to see them why didn't you get to see them i will tell you next week (laughs) (laughs) but for now you can rate and review us on apple Podcasts. you can follow us on instagram at b-u-l-g-o-g-i dot podcast on twitter at purgogi podcast you can find me on instagram at h-a-n-a-k-a-t-t-t and me at b-e-j-u-l-i-f-i-e-d all right one two three One, two, three. Move. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Bye.